persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture. We are Ventura County's premier podcast. I am your co-host, Mambo, and we got your host, Jason. What's up, Jason? Mambo, what's going on, brother? How you doing today? Ah, uh, man. Glad to be back at the yellow table. And yes, I actually yes. took a couple of days off from work. Uh, I was at a, at a conference for work. Dope, dope. And uh, I, I like those kind of conferences. It's it's a lot of drinking. Yeah. Hell so. yeah. Hey, that's my kind of work <laughs> yeah, conference, man. man. I haven't been to one of those. Man. Yeah, man. So it was it's it's always fun to do that. And, uh, you know, by uh, I don't drink a lot. Yeah. But uh, by yesterday, I was done, bro. I, Over the work I, yeah, conference. I'm just drinking water. That's yeah. it. Got to catch up. Yeah. Got to catch up. Where was where was the conference at? Uh, I was in it was in Hollywood. Okay. It was a, it was a music conference and uh, it was fun, man. Got to meet a lot of uh, got to listen to a lot of upcoming music. Uh, met a lot of new artists and uh, it was it was just a dope event. Oh know? yeah, sounds like a good time, man. Sounds Haven't like had those uh, since uh, uh, the pandemic, so okay, it's been so it's been years. back to normal for yeah, you. Hell yeah. yeah, that's what's up, bro. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. One, so so we're back with more guests. Who do we have today? Yeah, one thing that's always normal here at Yellow Table is the dope guests that you're going to hear on these episodes. And today's guests have taken fitness to a whole new level. In fact, an actual whole new experience. They have taken their one of a kind approach to personal training and turned it into the incredible training lab. They have a hundreds and hundreds of success stories from athletes to entertainers to fitness junkies or just someone trying to reach their new fitness and movement goals. We have the owners and founders of the amazing Vici Performance, Daniel Peterson and Raul Miranda in studio. What's up, fellas? What's, What's up, up guys? How's What's it going? It's it going. It's going great. Great to meet you guys, too. Thanks for finding time to uh, come by the yellow table and chop it up with us a little bit. How's your day going? It's going well, man. Just got out of work, uh, knocked out some shifts, and cleared up some clients. We could come over here and see you guys. And nice, come nice. To the yellow table. As Hell we yeah! Nice. Hell yeah! We appreciate that. We appreciate that. Um, but I'm excited to learn about when this passion for fitness began for for both of you. So, uh, Daniel, how about you? When, when did your when did your passion for fitness begin? Uh, shoot, let's go to way back. I mean, childhood. Honestly, it's my parents were big into it. My dad was pararescue, so he was always in the he was in the military. So he'd take us onto bases, and you know, we'd we'd see the gyms there, and he'd have dumbbells at home where he's curling heavy weights. So it was always like in my life, and my mom for sure too. You know, definitely pushed me to really inspired me to always like focus on my health and and uh, you know making sure I take care of myself and what I'm eating and. But um, what really, like, took it to the, like, what I wanted to, like, when I knew I wanted to do it for my work and my passion was, like, when I was, like, 16 years old is when it hit. Because I was uh, always a really unathletic kid. Like, I was, like, 5'2", 120 pounds, like, my sophomore year of high school, which is pretty small, trying to compete in sports. and I have a similar life process for myself, too, (laughs) so I dig it. I know where you're coming from. Yeah, so it's, like, that's where, you know, you see progress for yourself. And it's, like, man, if if someone can do, if I can do this for myself, like, why can't I? just help other people and also experience the same thing so it's like um always you know um had injuries and stuff in school too and like trying to combat those so that was like another process of like kind of like how we got into our own training style of not just focusing on gaining muscle mass but also taking care of your joints and making sure you can live a quality life too so it's kind of like all in the 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 realm of getting better at as an athlete and then once we got like once I got to an athletic level, it's like, all right, now how do I continue to keep this up and maintain and, and Hell yeah. take Hell care yeah. of the body at the same time? So well, that's that's dope. Realizing that at a young age too, like sixteen years old, it's like, man, for you to have that 
mindset to kind of say, hey, you know, I can turn this into something for my life going forward and actually make this, you know, not only my own enjoyment, but share that with others. So that's dope, Daniel. I mean, yeah, you're, you. you're following the right path, brother. Yeah, it's, a, it's fun, man. I can't complain, you know, get to show up to work in sweats every day. So Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Job. I envy that. I envy <laughs> that. But uh, Raul, how about you? How did your process begin with getting into fitness? Man, so I grew up in Oxnard and uh, my mom was always pretty tough. I was a chubby kid growing up. Uh-huh. And I remember being like nine or 10 years old and she would take me out to the park and make me run laps and I would cry. <laughs> but man, <laughs> it, it toughens you up, right? And you realize growing up, like, man, all that stuff really built my character to be this person who I am today. Um, and I started around the same age. Uh, I got licensed as a personal trainer when I was 18 years old. Oh, wow. Um, and then just kind of picked the ball and, and took it from there, man. Um, I met Dan in Denver, actually. We used to work at 24 Hour Fitness. Um, so that's where I kind of started my fitness career, if okay. you will. Um, and then from there, we ended up coming back here at some point and that's dope. History. That's dope. So when did you, when did you start wreaking the benefits? You know, like you said, you were a chubby kid. When did it turn the corner for you and notice like, Hey, you know, fitness is attainable for me too. You know, that's a great question. I'd say around 14, 15, when I wanted to get like more competitive in football, um, is when I started lifting weights, getting more into that. And, um, I actually hurt my back severely, and that's when I started focusing less on just lifting heavy weights and more on building a strong body overall. Um, so I'd say I started around 15, and then by the time I was 18 years old, my kind of perception of what fitness really is changed and kind of shaped where we are today. That's dope. That's dope. So what, what do you think changed that perception? Was it the fact getting injured and you noticing like – Man, you know, that did, did that kind of change your, did change your way that you approached working out and approached your fitness activities? Yeah, bro. So I, I used to think, like, bodybuilding was cool, right? And yeah. That's I mean, what yeah. I wanted to get into. A lot um, of people, you know, you first get in the gym, what do you want to do? You yeah, want to lift bro. heavy weights. Yeah, you know, you yeah, have yeah, that, yeah. Everybody's got that ego pump, like, hey, he's <laughs> lifting 50-pound dumbbells. I'm lifting 50-pound dumbbells. You know have what I mean? a six-pack. Yeah, all that, exactly. Right? All the things. Um, and I competed on stage and stuff. Um, but... I met Dan and he, he would do cool stuff. Like he could do, um, handstands and backflips and all this. And I'm like, damn, I'm st bro. I can't even touch my hand. <laughs> <Yeah. like that." laughs> and, um, it, it's funny. Cause he would tell me, he'd be like, man, I want to be able to move when I'm 80. And I used to tell him, bro, I want to be so big. I can't even wipe my ass. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, bro, and, but when I finally hurt my back and I was like, dude, this sucks. I can't get out of bed. I can't, I actually can't wipe my ass. Dude. <laughs> yeah. He's like, bro, let me show you X, Y, and Z. And I was like, dang. So once the, the wheel started turning and everything started to click, I was like, this is act what actual fitness is. You know, it's good to look good. It's better to feel good. If you will. Yeah. 100%. And when you feel good, it translates to, you know what I mean? The best physique is an athlete's physique, right? You look at track stars or whatever. These guys aren't doing bicep curls. They're training properly and they look well as a result. Instead of chasing aesthetics, uh, they chase performance and aesthetics become a byproduct. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that mindset. One thing that I noticed on your guys is, as I was kind of prepping for this episode, I noticed on your guys' website, which is beautifully laid out too, man. It's got a nice functionality to it. Um, but you had, a, you had a quote on there that said, if you have a body, you're an athlete. I might not have nailed that perfectly, but I love that perception. You know, yeah. when, when, did that when, did, when did that kind of mantra come for Vici? I mean, it's, uh, 
it, it, it kind of all compounded on top of each other. Like I said, it was like from a young age, it's like, I, I, you know, my parents kind of influenced me a certain route and kind of like we're all like I was big into bodybuilding. Like when I was at 16, like the reason it really kind of changed my mind is I had a, my brother had a, a good friend that was a personal trainer. So I'd like go work out with them and he would show me things. And, you know, like that's kind of like what pushed me to really get into it more. Um, but it's just like all compounded on top of each other to where like eventually I got to the point where, like I said, I had injuries and, you know, I had shin splints and I needed to fix that. And so I kind of worked on, focused on that and just went down rabbit holes of like, why does this happen? And then I was started getting into the barefoot shoes thing before it was cool kind of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, okay. it was like, I'd say like, like eight years ago, really like was like when it kind of like started going that route where I started doing like you see 9090s on on the internet all the time you know like working on mobility and and uh and then once I started seeing the benefit and not just like how Raul was saying not just like the uh, the aesthetics of it like you can do mobility and bodybuilding and see great results but it's like I started running faster and I started jumping higher and I had a 40 inch vert and I was like I was a little kid in high school you know yeah. what I mean so it was like all that kind of stuff was just like holy shit like this is possible for everybody you know what I mean it's like some people like oh I was just born slow twitch muscle fibers it's like nah like that's just you can change <laughs> that your your cells actually like change every seven years in your body so it's like really if you oh yeah like you're a whole new person every seven years so it's like you're just kind of going through a process of like like if you put good into your body you're gonna get good out of it if you put shit into it like McDonald's or whatever you know like you're gonna get that product out of it so that's what kind of like the same is you are what you eat but the same thing with movement if you don't move you're also not going to move you know what I mean so it's like you got to make sure you're getting in all ranges of motions and um aesthetics like your athletic levels like jumping and you know there's a lot of different variables to that so um but it's just kind of like once I saw results in my own performance I was like okay like this is this is something we need to focus yeah. on that's a sick way to look at it. See, I like you guys' mentality, and that's why I love having these episodes and hearing different different coaches and different people in different realms of fitness and things like that. Like, I never thought of it. I, everybody's heard that, right? You are what you eat, and, you know, there's either the joke version of it, but then there's also the real version of it. Everybody knows you eat a bunch of fast food. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. Yep. But I never really thought of it. Basically, you move how you move, right? Even if you can't jump high right now, if you keep jumping, eventually you're going to get better mm -hmm. at jumping. If you don't yes. run right now, but if you start running, eventually you're going to be faster at running. And I've never really thought of it from from that you know macro sense of of fitness. Just start doing those movements, and all of a sudden you're going to be a lot better at them. Oh, you yeah, don't man. use it, you lose it, or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hundred percent. That's something I actually really like your guys's uh, name, like persistence culture. You know, it's like. When I first started, moved out to California, when we started Vici Performance, I had a client um, who really gave me this, like, mindset of just don't stop, consistently go, and he, he always would say consistent and persistent. So it's like, you just got to stay consistent and persistent and building your movements or building your business and whatever you're trying to do. It's just like, just don't stop, you know? So it's like, you might not see the re rewards from doing mobility two weeks into it because it sucks. Nobody likes doing the stuff that looks boring. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah nobody so wants like, to sit there and stretch yeah, for an exactly. hour. You know? <laughs> so, but, I mean, if you don't stretch, then it's like uh, – uh, like then again, you won't. You won't I'm a victim. I'm a victim of that. Like persistence <laughs> culture. I love going there. The workouts are always great and things like that. But I'm usually always got a jam right after for work or for something. And like the cool down, I cut it short by like five minutes. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. like, ah, I'm cool. I got my pump going. You know, I'm, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get out of here. But I do need a. And we do have mobility classes and things like that. But it's it's like you said, it's always that extra stuff. You know, and then it's, it's it really is truly worth it. You know, because I wish my hammies weren't as as tight as they are. You know, I've gotten better. Gotten better at the box jumps. Gotten better at the 
the handstand push-ups and all the rig movements and stuff like that, but still, touching my toes is not improved that much because I haven't done it enough. So, and I always tell people those like it's I don't I don't say like don't blame yourself for it. It's like, dude, it's like you got a job, you got to be places, and it's like I call it modernized posture. It's like look what we're doing right now is we're sitting down doing a podcast. Like it's like it's just how our society is, you know. So it's like don't get be you know it's like we don't have hours throughout the day to work on mobility. You know, we're I'm lucky enough to work in a gym to where I can do that. You know what I mean? So it's like even then I got clients, so I got to try to figure out my schedule with that. So it's like. We live in a society that also kind of traps us in a position where it's you're like really forces us like morphs us into like a uh that 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 rounded shoulders weak core weak hips kind of deal. Yeah, you know? so it it's really like does. Hard to combat it, so it's easy to fall into that yeah. into that side of things, um, and it's, it's definitely not easy to start focusing on other people's issues when they have that. So, Raul, when did you switch? You know, from that bodybuilder mentality to actually wanting to actually train other people. When did you start personal training? You said you got it at eighteen, but what drove you to that point? So, uh, when I started at Twenty Four Hour Fitness, I was also working in banking. So I used to work for J P Morgan. Oh, okay. I actually stepped away from personal training for a while and I was a licensed banker. So I used to do like investments, stuff like that. Oh, right on. Dan used to work at Equinox and one day he just decides like, I hate it here. I'd rather do my <laughs> own thing. So he quits his job and I'm like, well, you know, let me help you with the business side. Um, and that's how I kind of got back into the personal training thing. I still had my job and I was just helping him, you know, bookkeeping, doing little things okay, like that. Dope. When I hurt my back, um, so I started working out again seriously because I got into like MMA. So I trained like jujitsu and all that stuff. And that's when it became most apparent, like all these lifts that I've been doing aren't helping my performance. Like I'm getting rolled, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm getting my butt kicked Yeah, because I can't do the most simple task. I have this 60 year old just kicking my ass working you yeah. dude <laughs> and like my elbows would ache and my shoulders would ache and i'm like dude what's going on and he'd be like you got to try this i'd be like nah and when my back my back was just so severe that i had no choice but to listen to the guy and when i did um it really started clicking and then so i guess ultimately once i really started to understand where his process was is when i got super passionate again and then I just quit my job and I'm like, dude, let's do this. Cause I remember thinking like, you know, personal training is just personal training. There's nothing new under the sun. But when he explained it to me, I was like, dude, like nobody's doing this. Nobody's got this process down the way you've got this process down. And if we can get this to the masses, bro, we can really change the way people think about physical education, the way people train sports teams. And so, yeah, man, um, that's dope. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so it's kind of a combination of his inspiration through the business that kind of uh, lit your fire back for Literally, personal training. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is dope. So when did you take it from just a personal training side of things to decide to open up Vici Performance? When did that become a reality? Uh, it was, uh, like Raul said, it was at one point I just kind of like left Equinox. I, you know, I started off at me and Raul met at a 24-hour fitness, and after that, uh he kind of like told you know motivated me on like pushing to do my own thing and start training people too so i left 24 and that's when he went and started doing banking and so were you personal training at 24 yes also? we were both personal okay. trainers okay. at 24 so that's where we met it was in uh colorado actually so like Raul's from california like oxnard area i'm from new mexico so i moved out to colorado we met there 24 hour fitness and then um as we i went through the process again of like years later i hit like 24 hour fitness and i started off doing my own thing again then i ended up going to like orange theory so I did like group classes and 
Equinox, you know, and then one day at Equinox, like it's a really great gym facility, you know, like I like their training. Is it a chain process. gym? I'm not familiar yeah, with the name. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a chain gym, so it's like really luxury too. I like the way that they did it. Like it's um, like it's a really nice gym. You go in there and like like uh, what's your name? Who did I see? Nice and cold towels. Yeah, and exactly, all the yeah, all exactly. the works. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the celebrities go. Uh, like, okay. it, it's really like a very hospitable place. It almost feels yeah. like a high end uh hotel when you walk in. It's yeah, like super very. Nice. I got yeah, you. Yeah. High so, end. So that High definitely end, yeah. influenced us kind of, you know, and um, the design of like what what we're creating too is because I just really like the style of how they create a very nice and, and bougie as you, you'd say, you uh-huh. know, and, um, but I, they had a great training process. So they taught me a lot too. And then eventually I just got to a point to where like they, I've used kettlebells pretty much like since I was 16, like my brother's friend, the trainer, he showed me how to use kettlebells and hey, like kettlebell. I used that. <laughs> Dude, I was a <laughs> big fan of, I'm still a big fan of them, but it's like, I got to a point in, at Equinox where they wouldn't let me use kettlebells because I was a certain tier yet. And you have to be like a tier three trainer. And I was a tier one and I was going through the process to get there because yeah. I just started. And I was like, dude, I've been using kettlebells my entire life. This is crazy. But I didn't use them with my clients. And then one day I was getting evaluated to be a tier two level trainer. And I remember I, had, I was supposed to do a hex bar deadlift. And for people that don't know what a hex bar is, it's like the, the hex gone looking bar that goes you around your body it. and you stand in it and yeah. the weight's on the side. Kind of like Call it football deadlifts. That's what I always exactly. think. I always exactly. think of a football yep. weight room. That's where exactly where it takes me for it, that right that's there. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's like what you see in the weight room yep. with the guys lifting heavy ass weight, you uh-huh. know. And it's uh, I I had that programmed with one of my clients, but at Equinox that I worked at, there's only two of them. And um, I was like, okay, well, like I was getting looked at by my manager. I was like, okay, let me pull a quick one. I'll just get some kettlebells and just do like a suitcase style. And yep. um, I was like thinking okay. in my head, like he's gonna think it's a good idea because I was quick on the spot. Like I just switched from a hex bar to it's the same thing, it's the same position. Just the weight's loaded on you the same you know? way. You exactly. Yeah. So you're not like it's not. It's just a different piece of equipment. That was it. You know and. Uh, um, so I set it up and then immediately when I did that, he left. I was like, Oh God, great. Like, was he, is he mad? Cause I used a kettlebell. That's crazy. You know? And then like, he told me straight up, he's like, I can't promote you cause you used a kettlebell. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I, yeah. I, I'm leaving. I was like, I'm done. And I literally <laughs> went home. I have a video on my phone. So I was like, when I got home, I was wearing the shirt and I like tore the shirt open. It was like, all right, it's time to start Vici pretty much. You know? And then like, that's, yeah. that's when it like really took off for us. And like, we're all like, you know, uh, he's a genius when it comes to the finance portion of it. And I'm a, I'm the training part of it. So it's just like, you know, we look back on it now and it's like, man, when we met in Denver, we didn't know what we were really starting. Like he knew he wanted to get big in, in the finance and like learn how to use money and then really work business. And, you know, like I knew I wanted to be a trainer, but we didn't know it was going to end up like being a company together, you know, just ended up kind of cool, you know, so. That's really dope for you guys. I mean, that's like the type of match that you need for business to really work it out, right? Because usually usually you always hear somebody's either got a great product that they make and they don't know anything about the books or somebody is great with money, but they don't have any necessarily product that they're exactly. ready to roll out. Yeah. So you guys just you guys just match that up. Yeah, Perfect. So that did yin and yang, you know? Hell yeah, that's man. Right. So did Vici, was it born in Colorado or when did, when did it transition its way back to the 805? So we started Vici in 2018. We were okay. living in Thousand Oaks at the time. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, 2018. 2018. So, so it's an back. 805 product then. It wasn't actually truly born out there in Colorado. Oh no, man, 805 product. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. like where we, you know, me and her all like, I think we clicked as friends because we were, we were both, you know, didn't come from a very uh, wealthy family and we we're both pretty money hungry from a young age and we knew we wanted to do something great. We just didn't know what it was, you know? So it's like, we both had like had that hustler mindset. So it was like, we knew we were going to start something out in Denver. And then one day he was like, oh, I'm going to move back to California. I was like, Got nothing for me in Denver except for just training, you know. So 
screw it. Let's go see what's up in California. You know? So how yeah, did you guys end up in Denver and then California? Um, I knew I wanted to move to Denver because I grew up in New Mexico and I went there as a, like a, like 14 years old on a family trip and we didn't take a lot of family trips. So that was like a huge thing, you know, so right. the mountains of Colorado, I'm like, this is crazy. Like yeah. I gotta, I gotta move here, you know? So that was like, I knew I wanted to go there from like, like 14 or so, you know? And, uh, um, then I ended up moving out to Denver where they lived there for like a couple months and then ended up meeting Raul, but Raul can tell his story. Yeah. When I graduated high school. Um, I kind of just wanted to get out of my house and I had cousins that lived in Colorado. So I moved out there for college and then I realized one of my cousins was like super high up in the bank and he never even graduated high school. And I'm like, bro, if this guy can do it, I can yeah. do it. I'm not going to college. I'm gonna go work this thing. And I kind of started, you know, moving up the chain. I ended up getting promoted and that's what brought me back to California and yeah. Oh, so you were still banking when you moved back to California. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. So so were you working one of these other personal training gyms in California then? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, so. okay. So I think I lost the transition there. I thought the, the training uh, evaluation, that was in California here then. Yeah. The Equinox. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was in California. So oh, when okay. I left Denver, I was I, I, the only experience I had was 24-hour fitness and then kind of starting my own thing at this baseball training facility. Um and so I was just like, kind of learned how to do my own business and then left. So, and then I, when I moved out to, to, I actually moved to like Newport beach area, um, nice. worked at an orange theory out there and, and started my own thing again. Kept out there. chasing up the, yeah, the, the fitness dream there. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, tell me more about Vici then now. So Vici opens up the doors in 2018. What's the main, like if, if somebody's listening, what's the type of fitness modality you guys practice at Vici? What would you call the type of fitness that you, you guys are giving your clients there? Um, I mean, overall strength and conditioning is a basic way to put it. Um, we're definitely going to view, you know, it, we cover a broad spectrum of clients. Like we have people from 80 years old to seven-year-old soccer players to Olympians to NFL players to just everyday people trying to get really? better at your job. You know, move. Yeah. So we have a very um, different level of clientele, you know, so, but it, everybody moves again, right? Like we all need to move in different ways. And so. I think what kind of sets us apart and what we really are trying to hammer down is how do we um, how do we organize movement, you know, which is a very hard thing to do. Like you look at, you know, like basic programs and it's like squat, deadlift or, you know, leg day, upper body day kind of. Deal, yeah, you're you focusing so, on one thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like once we, you know, open the doors, it's like, OK, so now what, like how do we take this to the next level? Like what are we trying to do with this? So my main goal is. I eventually want to get into the physical education realm to where we are revamping the PE classes. Like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I was in PE, I was screwing around and smoking weed in the bathroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like I wasn't doing anything good for my health. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, so yeah, yeah. A, PE classes are a our joke time, right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's – I needed to – like that's kind of a passion for me right now is eventually getting to that level. But in the start of it for people just coming in, it's anybody that is trying to – improve themselves you know so it's like, like i said a b very big spectrum of clientele and um when i take people through an assessment i kind of think they understand like what knowledge that we have and they kind of like see like i can not only get you stronger or get you more muscle mass or help you move better or help you jump uh, higher so it's like you know i can help you do all these things it's just like what do you want to focus on so is know? that so the athlete's path at vici does it start off with a with a personal assessment of like yes is it a physical or mental assessment what are we doing are we just 
just talking? Or are you going to put me through a workout to see my limitations? How does that assessment usually go? Good question. So um, if we're going to get somebody in the doors, depending on what they're trying to do, we have like small group training and also one-on-one training. Um, you know, small group training, we're going to try to get them in a class so they can kind of understand what it is. And when you look at a class in our gym, it's not a like 30-person class. You're going to see maybe four people in the gym, five maybe. You know, it's not a big group in there. Okay. Um, and the reason it's so small is because it's a personalized workout. So this is all the small group training. So even though it's small group training, it's still a personalized workout. So you're not coming in to do a workout with 30 other people in the room. You're coming in to do a workout designed for you on your day. So if your first day in the gym this week, you're going to be doing some legs, you know, and if it's your second day in the gym, you're going to be doing upper body. So depending on how many times a week you come into the facility, we'll have a program for you. So you're not coming in and doing the same workout as other people, you know what I mean? So it's like coming in and doing what we have planned for you. Because like when I worked at Orange Theory is like you'd have a program for the whole year, you know, and it's like people would come in on Tuesday and do legs and then they come in on Wednesday, do upper body. But if you miss Tuesday, then it's like, oh, you're screwed. Now you can't do legs. Now you're a week behind or whatever (laughs) it is. Yeah. So that's a small group training kind of portion of what we do. And you come in and kind of try a class out. And I talk to you during the beginning of like what you're goals are and you know what you want to accomplish with us and then I take you through the warm-up and the warm-up is actually our assessment um, because we battle what I call modernized posture again, you know, rounded shoulders, weak core, and tight hips. Making me feel, uh, <laughs> making me feel self-conscious here, Daniel. Hey, straining out. Fits, right? hey, yeah, like, yeah, I'm getting his seat a little better. I'm sitting in a rounded position yeah, yeah, too, yeah. man. No worries. Like even like we've been filming videos lately, and I'll see in the videos my neck is forward. I'm like, oh man, my posture. I gotta pull Straight it back. It up. You know? Yeah, exactly. But it's again, we can't blame ourselves because it's literally our society, you know. So yeah. it's like, uh, but. Um, we have a warm-up that focuses on specifically battling this. We warm up your shoulders, we warm up your core, and we mobilize your hips. And within, and then we jump into, like, dynamic warm-ups where it's lunges and squats and kind of those movement patterns. So we can see how somebody moves pretty much in our warm-up as a good understanding of, like, just, like, how a person can move and how, uh, how athletic they are, really. So then, like, we can basically regress or progress exercises from there. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that and, and then with the one on one, I guess is a little bit different because it's like I want to keep it one on one setting, you know. So it's like if somebody's going to come in for a one on one session, I'll do the assessment with them, well, just them by themselves, so they can see that experience a little bit better. Um, but that's gonna, you know, being being one on one, will you track a lot more within it. So we have a, like a whole. Uh, tracking system that we like to do in the gym too. Yeah, so. I noticed I noticed there's different levels of uh, memberships that you can get at Beachy and that kind of gives you uh, different levels of accountability from from uh, yourselves on the athletes. Is that how kind of the setup is meant to be? Depending on how accountable that person is for themselves, you would recommend maybe a higher level of membership for someone who needs more assistance? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So ultimately... What was happening was we realized either one-on-one training was way too expensive or the group training was not personal enough. And we were trying to find a middle ground where I'm still building a workout for you. It's not some generic workout you can Google, but it's also affordable enough to where you're not paying, you know, $200 a session or whatever it is. And that's kind of how we developed these products was meeting in the middle where we're providing you a better product than a group class would at a cheaper rate than a one-on-one session would be. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's perfect. I mean, that sounds like the right fit for value. You know, when you're exactly. really looking for it, you're getting the value out of it. Um, so bring something new to the marketplace. That's right, you know yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, that's why I, I feel like you guys are in a nice little niche part where the market's kind of leapt over or started behind, you yeah. know, and, and you're kind of meeting in the middle. Uh, 
for all of that credit though because like when i first started training i was always like oh i gotta sell per session you know 24 sessions like i gotta sell that for thousand whatever dollars yeah. you know and it's like when you change it to a membership based program or you know charging it really like leveled us up as a company too because it was like we changed the way we charge our clients because it's like you sell somebody 24 sessions and if they're not consistent not only are they not going to see progress but we're not going to make money yeah because you know? so they're not going like, to see the value and they're exactly. gonna be like well i'm not so, doing this again exactly you know so it's like the membership pushes the clients too to come in like dude i have five, a 5 a.m group that comes in five times a week and it's I'm like part of the 5 a.m. thoroughbreds yeah, at Persistence, so I know, I know, like, I know how it is, man. It's, it's a grind, you know, and it's like those are probably some of the most consistent clients I have and hardest workers, yeah. you know. So it's like that's where it pays off. You I'm know? a firm believer in like if you get it done before you got to go do all the other shit for the day, no excuses. Yeah, then yeah. you're then you're good and you're ready. No matter what, no matter how hard it is to roll your ass out of bed, once you've made that step, the rest of it's all easy. And it's no matter what it is, there. too, that's yeah. what I do with work. Is exactly. I get the hard shit out of the way nice. in the morning and then just you know. Yep. And then the rest of the day is the rest of the day is all like just, you know, eyes on the finish line. The hardest part of your day is done. You know, I find myself at the end of a 5 a.m. workout usually saying like, you know, all right, bring it on Tuesday. You know, you ain't got shit on the, ain't got shit on the rest of the day now. Kind of sets like, the tone for the rest yeah. of the day, right? That's right. It, it really does, man. And that's what I love about like fitness and connecting with humans. I mean, that's got to be pretty cool that you get to see that on the daily at Vici, you know, and have a lot of that impact. When you guys opened up in 2018, though, was the training lab already established? Has that the doors on the training lab been open since 2018? Uh, no, we opened the doors of the training lab um, 2021, 22 last 22. year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, um, last year in June. So Dope. Well, I mean, it looks great. I mean, the, the pictures that I've seen, it looks fabulous. You've definitely taken that like nice, clean aesthetic look you're looking for and nailed it. Like looking at all, all the uh, pictures of the space, it looks incredible and it looks like a nice, good place to work out. You get good vibes from it and it looks nice and clean. So you guys nailed it there. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. The client that told me, cause she was trying to tell one of her friends to come in and she told her friend it was a really nice gym, great people, you know, and she's like, it's bougie, but just bougie enough. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's really nice, but it's like, it's not, you're, you're not going to walk in and get uncomfortable. It's you know? not like, over the top. Yeah. yeah we don't want to be yeah. pretentious. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. find a, a nice little balance where That's right. it feels good. You're like, you're in a nice building, but you know, but you can be yourself. Don't exactly. You don't need to be like, damn, I didn't pull up in my Range <laughs> Rover and Lamborghini. You know, all didn't I'm come a, from wealth. You yeah. know what I mean? So we're, we're some hoodlums. <laughs> yeah. In there, right? so not, it's, <laughs> we have no business having that nice of a gym. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys now you guys nailed that part. So tell me tell me the, the life of Vici before the training limb then. How did it transition from the training lab? Where was everything going down at before then? Uh, so we were at a couple different facilities, just kind of going back and forth and um, just renting space out of gyms. So okay. I think one of the first gyms when I quit Equinox, we started working out of a gym called Athletics. And it was like this huge warehouse looking gym. It was awesome, dude. Like we took full advantage of that place because he was charging us. Like we got super lucky with this. Like I don't think this happens often in the training world. It, we, he told us as long as our clients paid a membership in the gym, we can train them. So oh, it wow. was $50 a month, dude. So we were taking full advantage and just trying to build up classes in there. Oh, wow, so yeah. we were like, you know, um, and it was a huge place. And I don't think he was a very big business guy. Like I tried doing like business meetings with him and then he tried to sell me on Airbond. And I'm like, dude, like I'm trying <laughs> to like grow my business, not somebody else's business. Dude, you know, Airbond's so. a cult, bro. They don't <laughs> fuck around. Dude. They don't fuck around. Airbond's all about their sales, bro. <laughs> Buy this energy boost so, powder and let's go. Exactly. Nice. So, you know, he's a, he's a great guy, but it's a, uh, um, didn't didn't work in our benefit like staying there so then we moved to another gym that 
you know, I actually taught classes out of called Fit Body Boot Camp, which was, you know, like Orange Theory based, uh-huh. just a bunch of people in there doing, you know, random workouts on random days and kind of stuff. And, um, you know, again, no movement is bad movement. I don't want to talk down that, but it's yeah, just exactly. like, it wasn't like programmed to people and, and that, uh, but again, like it was just kind of a trans stepping stone for us, you know, so we mm. worked out of there, built up clientele and ended up going to a pretty nice facility. Uh, it's connected to a, chiro- a chiropractor office called Synergy and it was a physical therapy and chiropractor. So we actually got referrals for them, which was great. You know, like we had a great business going That's on. Still business yeah. is helping business is exactly. what it's all about, yeah. man. And, and what was really clutch about it is, um, we had moved probably two weeks before COVID went down and we moved into a, uh, um, an essential business because it's a medical business. So oh, we were able to maintain sick. our business the entire time. So like that was very beneficial for us in the long run. Cause it's, you know, a lot of gyms shut down during that time. So oh, yeah. we, we were like a speakeasy gym, you know, like, <laughs> and we had sheriffs come in, you know, like they looked at us and like the physical therapy place had a, had their you know, license yeah, or so whatever. We so it's like, yeah, to train, which was nice, you know, so, kick rocks, police. Um, exactly. <laughs> and that probably helped us level up quick enough to eventually get the lab, which is, which is nice. So. Hell yeah. I mean, that's dope. I mean, like COVID was a, COVID was a mad time for everybody. Dude. Even here at PC, we started, we transitioned right away to like uh workout takeout and let everybody come and pick up some home, nice. home equipment. So whether you were a kettlebell fanatic or more of a barbell or dumbbells, Everybody got to sign out equipment, and then we went right into Zoom stuff. And then once they were like, all right, now you can do shit outside, then we brought everything back and just worked out in the parking lot until the landlords yelled at us there. And then, you know, <laughs> But luckily, by then, it was it was starting to dial back. But um, did you since, – since you guys had that, did you see an uptick in your clientele, in the people that wanted to train you at the be- – train with you at the beginning of COVID? Yeah, man. So we transitioned to a membership base – and switch gyms right around the same time. So it was kind of like perfect timing because COVID shut everything down. We had just launched this new product that was way more affordable for people. So everybody that was going to all these other gyms was looking for a place. And man, it, it really helped us grow. Like that, the, the um, turning point for our business, like, dude, it was tough. We were 30, 40, $50,000 in debt. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, surprisingly, COVID really, really kicked us in the, in the right direction. So yeah, you know, for that. you hear, yeah, you hear a lot of blessings that came out of COVID. Obviously a lot of people had hardships and lost loved ones and stuff like that. So I'm not trying to say everything was, you know, um, peaches and roses, but a lot of b- good businesses were born or saved through COVID. Um, and, it, and it's dope to see that a lot of the 805 definitely survived and thrived at that time. And I feel like that's like the community kind of having each other's back and where we're at people, you know, they like fitness, they like being outside, they like moving, you know? So, I mean, we've kind of thugged our way through COVID here and a lot of people a lot, a lot of people really started thriving after that yeah man. I think we all have the same mentality of like we got to keep moving you yeah. know what I mean it's that's like it. when it shut down that's our mental health you know what I mean 100%. Like, gonna, like make us stop moving trap us yeah. inside that's crazy you yeah. know so it's like I remember going to uh, parks and and trying to do hikes places and they shut it down. I was like, I was trying to get outside, see some sun. Yeah, do something. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're not supposed to go to the beach. (laughs) You can't go to the beach. How are you going to tell me I'm not allowed to go to the fucking beach? (laughs) You know, it's like, and and I think a lot of people, you know, that weren't even used to moving all of a sudden notice, like, you know, you don't think about it until somebody tells you you can't do it. And you're like, Fuck that. Yeah. I want to go ride my bike. I want to go hike. You know, it's yeah. like, I want to go move around now. And, and a lot of people ended up changing uh, their, their lives onto some more healthy lifestyles. So 100%. Brother. So when did the training lab become a real thing? You know, you said COVID kind of helped you kick out of debt. When did you guys come upon the uh, opportunity to open up the training lab? So we ended up getting a new landlord at a certain gym. 
Um, and it really wasn't working out. So it, we kind of got forced into opening the space. We didn't really feel like we were prepared. It's funny, man. When you don't think things are going to go your way, when you're like, dude, this is not, this what is we not planned. the time. It's not dude. part of the plan. <laughs> this yeah. is not the time to be doing this. You don't feel ready. And it just seems like it works out in our favor. So, um, you know, we had a couple disagreements and we decided to take this leap. So right around the beginning of 2022 is when we started looking around. By April, we had our lease signed. By June, we were open. Dope. And bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a blessing. I, I think uh, we people, blew up after that. And, and I think it's like uh, mine and all's energy too. You know, it's like, I don't want to combat. Like we hustle and it's, like, you know, like we talked about people where you got to stay moving and we're either active or passive. Like you're either working or you're not. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's one, like if we're $50,000 in debt, we could have, you know, hung up the cards or like, you, you know, stopped there and, and just um, focus on the negative stuff. Yeah, focus yeah, on yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. doesn't seem work. like let's it's go, working. Yeah. Let's go get a job somewhere else. Like, obviously this isn't working, but yep. we kept like thinking, what's next? What can we do? What's like it every day, dude? Like we walk in our apartment cause we're actually roommates too. Cause then that also kind of helps the process. Hell of, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like inside the living room, we have a whiteboard that has like our clients and like our goals and what we need to do. And it's that visual definitely helps. And again, going back to the consistent and persistent, mentality you know it's like you just got to keep going and keep pushing and it's like you know they always say it's like a a, a, a snowball effect you know it's like it starts off at a small snowball and you just keep rolling and rolling and eventually get to the bigger snowball and it all just really rolls downhill for you, you know and it's like like people will see us like uh, we're 27 and we're always 26 i'm the older old man in the group but he's like <laughs> yeah. uh people look at us like you guys are young you guys have a gym and it's like Dude, we're we're at the bottom of the mountain. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Just like this started. is yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got places to go and things to see. So it's like um, people see like opening the gym as like the the peak, you know. And I'm like, bro, we we want to reform physical education. Like this is just enough a, a platform to build us to whatever's coming next. You know right. what I mean? So so I that think that's so like people see it. You know, like that energy that we put out is what kind of attracts like the the retention with our clients too. You know, it's like. Um, it, it's a people we've had, we've had people for two, three years that stay with us or longer, you know, and it's, uh, you know, even that, uh, client I was telling you about that, uh, the very first client with Vici will still come back and train with us, you know, and it's because like, he, so cool. he respects it, you know, and it's like, not only do we have an amazing training program, but like you, people see the energy that we have and, and, you know, I've seen it like even in the process, like five years ago, I see people in my life that we might've influenced that want to go and do more, you know what I mean? And it's like, but again, it's like. You, you, you're either passive or active, so just keep moving, you know? Just, Hell yeah, just keep moving. Yeah. I feel like that's the best review you get when somebody is, you know, dedicated to you and wants to bring their business back to you and, and trusts you and believes in you and knows that you can give them the results that they need or the product that they need. I mean, that's all the review you need right there. Yeah, I think we built off of referrals and social media, and that's, uh, you know, social media was great, but referrals was definitely the biggest, you know? And that's, like you said, it's great that that was our growth because yeah. it's like if somebody... Nobody wants to work out with somebody that sucks, you know, so they're going to no, tell people not. that are great <laughs> and then bring them into the facility. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's cool that people saw that, you know. That's what's up. So you guys said everybody from 8 to 80 with even some pro athletes in between. So how do you tailor all that program in like a group class? Let's say you got like an 8-year-old and an ex-NFL player or something in there. Like how do, you, how do you scale those movements in those days per the certain people that are in the gym at that time? 
Uh, good question. Um, everybody's an athlete, right? Yeah. Uh, so you just got to progress and regress movements based off that. There's a million ways to squat, but if you're an athlete that's in the NFL and you're, you know, a lineman, then you have to squat a certain way and, you know, like a certain amount and stress the body, you know, at a certain level. Um, but if you're 80 years old, you're just trying to get by, you know, so it's like I'm going to have to regress the movement or take the level down quite a bit just so that I'm not putting too much stress on the person to where they can't walk the next day. But it's like, she's still got to grow. So it's like, we're not going to not load weight on her, you know? Yeah. So like, we actually have an 82 year old in our gym named Sue and, um, Shout Su- out to Sue then. Dude, that's Killing her, it. Her Tsunami. Yeah. She's amazing, dude. She motivates a lot of people in that gym and she lifted, I think like 120 pounds on the hex bar. No shit. Yeah, go for you, Sue. Let's go. Push-ups and she's, she's a beast, dude. She's it's like, like, I want to do pull-ups by the time I'm 85. <laughs> we're like, All right, bro, let's, <laughs> let's go, Sue. Let's get on the rig. But that's, that's the thing. You're either passive or you're active. We have some clients that'll complain and, you know, like not want to do the work, but she comes in and she's consistent and she wants to do the work, you know? So either you're and even dude, like you can be in a, a legit athlete and still not to do the work just because you're genetically gifted, but that's how you're going to stop growing as an athlete too, you know? So it's like, but, um, going back to your question, it's just like progression and regression for everybody, you know? So. Hell yeah. That's dope. I love that. I love that you're not going to like completely change it and make somebody do something completely different and keep that, you know, programming in mind so that everybody is getting to those gains, whatever they are. Yeah. So, so do you find that challenging? Like to me, you've mentioned NFL players a couple times, um, being yourself, who's not an NFL player. Um, when you're coming up and you're first interacting with these people, did you think, uh, did you ever feel any type of intimidation on programming for an athlete at that level? I mean, like NFL, that's a peak athlete, man. Like oh, yeah. man. they got to have some high expectations <laughs> for their fitness needs. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Bro, that's how I knew it was different with Dan because I remember telling him that I was like, dude, he plays for the Rams or whatever. I yeah. was like, you really think you can train that? And he just looked at me. He's like, bro, you can make a exercise easier. You can make an exercise harder. Like. All I have to do is make it hard enough for an NFL player, easy enough for an 80-year-old, you know? And it's like, all right, cool. Like, That's that confidence right there, Bro, man. his ability to kind of build a hierarchy of exercises and be like, look, this is the easiest iteration of a movement. We'll start you here if we need to. This is the hardest iteration of a movement. And everything in between is the reason why we can train 8-year-olds or 80-year-olds in the same hour. It's because I can give you this, uh, you know, I can do a simple step up, right? You're 80 years old. We just want to get you up and down the stairs safely. Mm-hmm. So we're going to work on your step ups. Um, soccer player wants to develop better hops for her headers. So we're going to take that same step up exercise, add weight, add an explosive component, exact same movement. Um, but the intention is different, makes it harder, and it develops different um Muscle, skills muscle or, groups and yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Different growth stimulates different. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Well, big ups yeah. to you, man. That's that takes some that, that takes some cajones, man, to be able to be like, hey, I can train an NFL player. Uh, I mean, to me, that would intimidate the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> I think you know what I mean? The scariest part was uh, like, I'm not a big guy. You know, I'm like, you know, five eight or whatever. And it's like, the, I remember the first time it was because uh, the first time I like trained a legit athlete or at least like NFL athlete was a. Uh, alignment and it's like the first thing he was showing me techniques not this 360 pound dude running at me and i'm like yeah. oh shit you know like <laughs> don't excavate don't excavate you know but, but it was uh it was definitely intimidating you know i remember when he first came in i was like pacing you know trying to think what i'm gonna say and you know like mm-hmm. but when you know you have something it, it doesn't matter like dude i had him take off his shoes and i was like can you move your big toe up and down he's like no i was like 
Imagine you walked into the grocery store, went to pull out your wallet out of your back pocket, and your arm didn't move. You'd be like, well, fuck, like, I got to go to the hospital right now. Like, I can't move. That's the same shit with your big toe. Like, if you can't move your big toe, like, you're missing out on that much more force production in your movement. So it's like when I told that to him and explained, like, how his ankle tightness is restricting the way his stance is in his, in his game, like, I didn't want to change anything to his game except improve his skills. You know, like, Damn. not skills, but improve his movement, yeah. I should say. Which will improve his skills. Exactly, dude. Or it's a, give him more skills that he didn't yeah. even know he had. 100%. You got like, me wiggling my toes over here. Bro, yeah. me too. <laughs> I'm not even moving my big toe. I'm like, okay. Can I do that? Yeah, Take that, Rams. I got my I, my toe works. Sean McVay, hit me up. I got big toe movement. Let's go. Leagues, Dude, Let's it's go. funny, but your big toe is like 90% of your foot stability, and two-thirds of ACL injuries happen because guys have, uh, what's it called? A bunion. A bunion. So the collapse in your big toe affects really? the stability in your foot and it forces your knee inward and that cave in your in and your knee inward causes a lot of knee injuries damn so i've heard of like knowledge right there holy dude, shit i've heard of agents who will look at guys feet in order to determine whether they want to draft them or not because they know that guys with severe what is it bunions bunions yeah um have are way more prone to knee injuries and you know what I mean? So it's little wow. stuff like that when it's million dollar contracts, bro, these guys take everything seriously. Hell you know yeah. I mean? dude. So and the craziest yeah. thing it's the is little stuff that matters. Who was it? The chargers were saying like, they don't have an actual nutritionist either. Like I think they're teamed up with wood ranch is like their nutrition for, for the, f- Chargers, dude, <laughs> crazy, right? So it's like if there's if that's the top of the top, try tipping brisket, dude, baby. Like how how are we like if that's the top of the top? Like how are we like how are we still doing? It's crazy, you know. So it's like when I see a, a, a weight room full of squat racks, which is fine, barbells are you know like that's how we grew as a fitness industry, mm-hmm. right? It's like we got a backdrop to get stronger. So it's like like there's reasons why we have ten squat racks in a strength and conditioning room. But if that's all you're doing as an athlete, like like Raul said, like if your knee is going inward, even when you're doing that squat, like you're doing more damage really in the long run. Like there's a smart way to train and then there's a just lifting stuff up and putting it down kind of mentality, you know. So it's like let's position your body in a correct stance in order to see some progress, you know. And right really get benefit from it hell yeah well i can tell i can tell you guys got it dialed in man and like i haven't really i haven't really thought about all those different grains in inside the body but you know i mean like that right there sold me on how you could convince you know a pro athlete that you can actually improve their performance because a lot of those guys right it's just like we said like you were saying when you first went to the gym and you were into bodybuilding right and you just wanted to look the most swole in a mirror Everybody naturally walks into a gym. I'm a pro NFL athlete. No knock to you, Daniel Peterson. But if I'm six foot four, 220 pounds of ass kicking machine, you know, it's like, I'm going to be like, really? You're going to make me stronger? I don't see how you can make me stronger. That might be their mentality. And then you just give them that right off the bat, and they're going to be like, Oh shit! No, this is exactly, a contract man. year. I might want to start moving my damn toes around. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> but man. you know that that's really cool, man. Vici's got it all going on. Nothing's man. better than giving people. They they kind of look at you like, "Are you serious? You want me to do this?" And yeah. then they try it, and they're like, "Dude, that was hard." And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, bro. I don't need weight to make things difficult for you because I'm assessing you. I know where you're weak, and I can give you the smallest movement where you're lacking. And you're like, "Dude, I'm freaking sweating more than me right I'm now." Dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, so. Yeah, that's that's the big the big defining factor I'd say. Um, one time a client said you got to make small weight feel like big weight, and that's how you know you're you're really training properly. And it's the oh, truth. I like bro. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
If make you can make body weight, weight like big weight. If you can make body weight exercises challenging, you know you're onto something. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. I always think of when I hear, like, body weight, you know, how, like, uh, Bo Jackson never lifted a weight until he was, like, in uh, freshman in college. Like, even in high school, all he was doing was, like, push-ups and sit-ups and racing trains and shit like that. But that's yeah. also Bo Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, one of half a one, not yeah, even yeah, one yeah. of one, you know. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, so it's, like, I, I hear all that stuff from Vici. That's amazing. You guys are doing big things. But what kind of big things are in the future for Vici Performance? What does the future hold for you guys? What's the end goal? Good question, man. That's uh, um, right. Currently, right now, we're working on an online program. So we talked about how we have different programs inside the gym as yep. a one-on-one or small group. But we're also developing an online system to where you're getting the same information and same coaching, but just at home. So we're oh, cool. trying to put all, even all this information we're telling you right now, it's like, it's uh, we're trying to put that into videos and, and a good uh, structured in a way that's really easy for clients to get the same results at home as they would in the gym. So um, that's our next goal is to really push that and continue to work on that almost like a, um, like an encyclopedia for fitness, you know, cause I want to talk about not just like how to work out, but what else do we need to focus on? Like nutrition and our sleep. So there's a lot that goes into our, our fitness, you know, so that's, a. Uh, we're not only going to work on our sorry, There's a lot that goes into our health. So we're not only going to work on fitness, but we're going to work on sleep and nutrition as well. So that's our online program that we're trying to do. Do you offer that um, in person right now? All those things, nutrition and sleep advice and things like that for your current clients and yes. uh, athletes in the gym. Yeah. And uh, the sleep, I want to get more dialed into because I actually just saw something recently where uh, a trainer was programming hours of sleep to their clients. And I was like, oh, that's Damn. awesome. So that's, it's like, that's what I need. I yeah. need some programmed <laughs> hours of fucking sleep because I know I don't get enough. If only we got paid millions of dollars to sleep 10 hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what you need. That's what I need. <laughs> exactly. But uh, that's our, you know, in our next push to really grow that. And I think once we can scale that, that's when we can really get our information to the masses. Um, and then once we get that, that's, you know, one mountain to the next, right? So that's like, let's get some government contracts and get our system in PE, you know, so. That's so dope. Yeah. So, so, so expand on the PE part. I think that's such a good vision for you guys and I'm pumped for you guys. I really hope that, I really hope that all those things line up. But like, if you can, if you could tell me the dream right now of how you would structure this PE um, program, how would it go? Like, it's, is, is it going to be a full program that you roll out to gym teachers or would this be something that you staff and put into the school yourselves? What's the plan? Um, all of it? I really don't know yeah. yet. You know, this is all something I haven't gone. I know I have the vision. I just really haven't created it yet. You know, nope. and it's a, it's a definitely want to get just vision step one, man. Exactly. You got to see it yeah. to believe it. Sometimes hey, we had the vision of the lab. You know, yep. we talked about it for four years before we actually opened the gym. So it's like we, you know, you got to have the vision to get to the end goal. Yeah. And it's a, um, you know, people will think you're crazy when you talk about this stuff day one, but you know. Five years later, when everything's happening, they're gonna be like, "Oh man, that's like I can't. I saw that happen, <laughs> yeah. you know." But it's a, uh, but like once we get to, um, you know, like once we can really de- develop that, and I can put more time and and effort into developing a curriculum for kids, because that's actually been a big passion of mine lately. Is like I talked about modernized posture. Um, our society is really putting us in positions that's messing with like a lot of people's mental health, and I think it's really affecting kids too because it's like <laughs> technology is only getting more advanced. And so. they're touching it at earlier ages. Exactly, you know, dude. it's like yep. it's like I didn't even mess around with a computer until basically I was a teenager because there mm-hmm. wasn't no internet like there was now. Yeah. It's like nowadays kids are like instantly on a tablet or something. So it's like mm-hmm. nobody ever sits like I never seen a kid sitting like this <laughs> playing their tablet. Perfect they're always <laughs> they're always down. Yeah. You know, they're always. Yeah. 
down here looking at that. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and not only the posture behind it, but dude, they're staring at a fucking screen that's yeah. just like not letting them think. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're they're looking at something that's telling them what to think about and what yeah. they need to do next. And it's that a dopamine kick. Yeah, too. dude, it's that amazing. dopamine rush. And it's, it's so if we get addicted to this dopamine rush in our technology, then it's gonna mess with us when we don't have it. Just like a heroin addict. You yeah. know what I mean? If like the technology is literally our heroin right now, and it's like a, it's a it's a problem. You know, so that's a been my passion is like I really want to get into um, I'm honestly like I can have an elite athlete walk in the gym and be excited about it but I'm really excited when I get a 14 year old come into the gym for the first time because yeah. not only am I going to just help him move better but it's I know it's going to make long-term progress and like how he takes care of himself and and, and mental health too and, you know yeah, exactly man. Yeah, so, like with my kids we do a pretty good job of like limiting screen time but even just like the sometimes that they're on the tablet it's like Man, they just like zonk out like yeah. instantly. Like <laughs> instantly, it seems like like a thousand brain cells are like not working <laughs> yeah. at the moment anymore. It's yeah. like you got to scream yeah. their name ten times louder than yeah. you do, you exactly. know. Which and is, it's like, but when I'm not gonna, I'm gonna go coach his football team now after this, and it's like he's gonna be way more dialed in and paying attention there, you know, exactly. like he's living focusing. in the moment. Or exactly, hundred percent, hundred percent. What I'd say about the PE is uh, when I was in high school, the biggest your database for knowledge was bodybuilding.com, right? It probably still is. Mm -hmm. And there is no article on bodybuilding.com that talks about your hip mobility or your big toe or teaching you what's really valuable, right? Um, and I would say that's the first step to this PE reform is building this encyclopedia of knowledge, taking all the information that we have, he has in his head, organizing it or whatever and then once that's organized then i can take that information and coach anybody you know what yeah. i mean whether it's another personal trainer or a pe teacher and present this system to somebody and be like look from a to z this is how we should be approaching training our kids at the earliest age in high school whatever it is building oh, yeah. proper hip stability making sure they have a strong posture making them aware how many people run on their heels? You know what I mean? Oh. Every single day I have to explain like, hey, you can't run how you walk. Yeah. It's a different movement. Dude, and people have never even heard this before. And it's like, dude, we're failing. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is the most basic information. If so, somebody can name an entire list of football players on a, on their Rams, but they don't know how to like move their body correctly. Like we're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 our we're such a consumerism society. I know this is going in a crazy direction, but it's like um, the the basic needs we need our movement, and it's like that's what like our, the, all this technology and stuff is getting away from us. So it's like it's definitely like all the information that we have from our our uh, online program that we're going to create. Like it goes in more depth to that too, with like 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 you said, the mental health. Like we need therapists in this. You know what I mean? We need like people that can actually talk to kids. Like, yeah. Like you know, I love working with kids, but honestly, I don't want to always work. We need people that are better than me. You yeah, know what people I mean? that like, are trained to exactly, do it mentally yeah. from so, the mental aspect. Yeah, hundred percent. So like, because how do you tell a five year old that you need to learn how to? To, like, I guess at five, they don't really worry about it yet, but at, like, 10 years old, like, how do you explain to a kid that they need to get out moving more, you know what I mean, when they really want to just go play their PlayStation? And yeah, it's like, and make them actually buy into it. That's the exactly. key part, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think it's crazy, too, how you shared your story that your mom used to make you run because you were the oh, chubby right, kid. Yeah. Dude, had I not had that, my life would be in a completely different direction. But, I, but I think, like, even thinking back to elementary, like, my PE teachers would make fun of the, the – yeah. 
you know, uh, right. let's just give them more time. Yeah, they, would, I, they yeah. would isolate them or, yeah, or yeah, just yeah, like yeah, don't yeah, or yeah. do the opposite and and not and, and like and and shelter them. Like, oh well, don't make so and so run because it's gonna make him yeah. uncomfortable because he's overweight. So let him just right. kick over there and be lazy and sit on the side and chill. It's like exactly. no, it's like that kid needs somebody to push him. You they, know, they still yeah. need goals. Yeah, you know, yeah. even at that level, they still yeah. need goals of something. And it shouldn't maybe the aesthetics goal mm-hmm. isn't what they should focus on because if like at a young age if you're getting yelled at by somebody of like oh like you need to you run because you're fat like that's crazy you know what yeah. i mean like if you're imagine the damage that's doing to that poor kid yeah. you know yeah. i had a client come into the gym that was uh you know bringing in one of her, her a son that was trying to work out for the first time and it's like when i was talking to the mom she's like yeah i want to build confidence for the child and it's like yeah that's great and then like as i started talking to the kid more um, he's like, I want to get better at soccer. And I'm like, cool, you know, like, let's, let's work on our soccer skills and let's go this route. And, and at the end of the session, she's like, yeah, I really want him to focus on like, while the kid is there next to me. And, uh, she's like, yeah, I really want him to get more confidence. So that way, if he's at a pool party with a bunch of girls around him, like he'll take his shirt off and not be proud of a problem with it, which is, yeah, great. But it's like, I immediately looked at the kid and was like, Yes, but aesthetics is not a long-term goal. If you focus on movements it's not like keep soccer, you motivated forever, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like let's like, let's get better at soccer, and that's going to build your confidence for sure. If you go school a bunch of kids, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't. You don't even need to be aesthetically fit. You know what I mean mm. to have confidence. Like it's I agree. just like just just. And people have different body types too. Exactly. Like everybody, so. the 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 world is never going to be a bunch of people that have some certain BMI and some certain mm-hmm. crap like that. But if you teach them how to move right in their body, it's going to have long-term effects that they could pass down hopefully to generations on top of it yep. like yeah hey i might be six foot five and almost 300 pounds but i can move i can squat i can jump exactly. i can move my fucking big toe wherever i wanted <laughs> yep. to you know and you're educated <laughs> enough to pass that on to your yeah. kids and you know exactly and just that. that snowball effect like you guys mm-hmm. said you know yep. and uh it, yeah it's dope man i love your guys's vision stick with it don't give up on it man <laughs> yeah, seriously you. seriously you. you guys got big thoughts and i and i love it you know and uh everybody um listen to this Probably can't move their big toe. They probably tried it by now. I guarantee they probably tried it by right now. Uh, but everybody that comes to the Yellow Table for episode gets one thing, and that's a random question from Mambo. And your random question from Mambo is brought to you by Keto Brains, who is the business of the month. And you can get 25% off your first order with Persist25 code at checkout. So check out Keto Brains right now, ketobrains.com. But without further ado, Daniel and Raul, here are your random questions from Mambo. Uh, so we got one for everyone. Uh, what is the weirdest food combination you've ever tried? Hmm. Um, I had a uh, peanut butter and turkey. Peanut butter it? and turkey. There was a, like when I was really young. I remember uh, there was a, like a my my mom's friends. Like they would always try different stuff, and that's what oh, they yeah. told us to try. And we're like we're like all right, let's do it. And, and it wasn't the best. But what it's kind like, of turkey are we talk about? We talk about sliced like, like deli meat, deli meat dude, turkey. Yeah, that's like that's your sandwich. Okay. With peanut butter and turkey. <laughs> okay. You, <know? laughs> you got some protein. You got some <laughs> solid <laughs> protein intake in there, though. You know what I mean? But I was thinking, I was thinking like some turkey breast from oh, from, no, yeah, from Thanksgiving. That was sound. No, I don't know. That, that sounds bomb better, to me. Yeah, like be better, a nice thick sure. cut turkey breast instead of like the sliced sliced one. I don't know. It might be because I'm a peanut butter junkie, bro. So if peanut butter is on it, I'm down to try it once. I, I think I tried something like that off a food truck once. I thought it was going to be bad, but it was it was actually all right. Yeah, it I've done a, like a peanut butter burger once. You oh, know, peanut right. butter jelly burger. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hit the spot. How about you, Raul? Which one's yours? Bro, I'm Mexican, so like tacos de lengua, tacos de sesos, <laughs> oh, you know, brain yeah, tacos, yeah. bro. Intestines, the tripas, <laughs> like. Yeah. Anything on a taco. Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing goes to waste. I remember when I moved to the U.S. and like, they were like, 
they, you, I put ice cream in my soda, and I was like, "What?" Like that was the weirdest thing to me. I was like, "Bro, I bring tacos all day, but like, oh, fuck, you ice put cream ice soda. cream in your soda? That's crazy, bro!" Hell yeah, hell yeah. For me, probably the first thing I could think of is uh, is like a, uh, it was like a peanut butter or not a peanut butter. It was a jelly filled donut sliced in half with a fried chicken sandwich in between it. You know, at a fair, uh, the San Diego County Fair. It was like the jelly donut fried chicken sandwich, and it was all right, you know. But it's like fair food, right? right. It looks better on that giant poster, <laughs> yeah, and then you yeah, get yeah. it. You're like, shit, oh. man. Was that worth 25 bucks? I don't know. But yeah, that's probably it. How about you, Mambo? Uh, my wife's side of the family, there's a, a couple of chefs on the, on her side. Uh, okay. Her her sister's married to some, and uh, they always come up with the snacks for the barbecues. Hell yeah. And they had a, what is the cheese? Uh, it looks like a brick. Uh, oh, like uh, uh, Velveeta? Not Velveeta, it's uh, uh, Fondue cream, or cheese, something? Cream, oh, cream, cream cheese. Cream cheese, cream yeah, okay. cheese. They put uh, salsa del pato. It's uh-huh. a li- little yellow can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and like enchilada sauce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you uh, you eat it with Doritos. It's I it, it looked gross when I see I was it. Say, I don't know, but but it's it's amazing, bro. They heat up the cream cheese. No, no. They just they just pour put, the pour, pour the, the pato sauce on yeah. there and then just dunk yeah, man, it. It's it's bomb, bro. What kind oh, of shit. Doritos? Yeah. Just regular straight nachos? Dude. Yeah, just a nacho oh, cheese okay. burrito. Right. Uh, right. yeah. right. We got a, we got a yeah, barbecue at Grandma Pat's house this Sunday, so maybe, try, I'll come bro. Through, yeah. maybe I'll come through with that. Yeah. Maybe I'll come through with that. It's three ingredients, bro, that's and it's it. real easy. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It sounds like a nice little 10 I still bust right it out, there. and people will look at it, and they'll say, like, what does that taste like? <laughs> and they're the ones who eat it yeah, the most. So Then they start macking it. Yeah. Hell yeah, those are some good combos. Those are some good combos. Daniel, here comes your random question. No, it's a, it's all the same one. Yeah. I, oh. I, yeah. Oh, oh, everyone, one for all everyone of us. Everyone got one the for same all of one. Us. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> dope, dope, dope. Hey, guys, I'm loving what I'm hearing from Vici. I love to look at you guys. I love everything that you're offering and everything that you talked about today on the podcast. And I hope everybody listening out there definitely scores some knowledge from you. And I hope I keep seeing more big things from Vici and definitely categorize all that knowledge you got, Daniel, because you, you do a good job at delivering it. You make it you make it something that's easy to intake. And I think that's a great idea with the PE and uh, reforming that. Chase it down, fellas. Chase Thanks, it down. Yeah. Appreciate, it. appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great getting to meet you. Thanks for stopping by the yellow table and chopping it up. Thanks, it's brother. I got to say, growing up in Oxnard, you on my way to school, you would hear Q1047 with Rico and Mama. <laughs> that's him. So, that's him. This is there he is. That's the me, legend, bro. Oh, man. This is, this is the legend, legend right here. For sure. What's, what's uh, the website and the uh, your social media? Uh, vichyperf.com is our website you go check out what memberships we offer and uh, we'll eventually have our online membership hopefully I don't want to give a specific days but it's two, coming you know it's coming yeah very very soon within the months um, and then our social media is vichyperf as well Instagram uh, TikTok YouTube, yeah. everything, V I C I P R. All the social, 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 all yeah, the time. I looked at yeah, her all because he's literally everything else behind the business, and I'm the training business. You know, no. so he's like, no. let him handle all that. <laughs> he knows yeah, he does best. Hell yeah. Man, so dope, man. Well, thank you guys for, for being here, and uh, make sure you guys give them a follow. Check out their website, too. And uh, make sure uh, you guys uh, tell a friend about the Persistence Culture podcast. Keep moving. <laughs>